Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swigoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined by the mighty linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, the lady of the crease, Nicole Callahan, and Inextrad, Nick Price. What's up, fam? What's up? Hey, howdy, hey. Hi. Oh, <laughs> look at that. The whole gang's together this time I around. I love the hey, howdy, hey. It's so, so good. The whole so fam's fun. on fam. Double fam's on fam. It's a double <laughs> fam situation. It's a double fam flim flam. Because that's what we're doing today, because we're back after a little week hiatus, because Strixhaven is upon us. So much fun things to talk about. So much fun things to do. I'm a little hyped. How about you? Yes, that rhymed on purpose. <laughs> yeah, this is a real wham fam, thank you ma'am situation. Exactly. I think so. I think so. I'm feeling really feeling really hyped about this. I think the only person so- that maybe is a little medium might be a linguini, but I'm not certain. No, no, no. I'm Aldante. But also... Um- <laughs> do do we want to tell the the listeners why there's all four of us? That I mean, should we let them in on that kind of a secret? Well, okay. So here's what we're doing. We were trying to figure out who who was doing the show this week, and we were going to draw straws. But um, I didn't know that when you draw straws, you have to make one straw shorter. Oh yeah, that's and right. And so we all just drew the same length straw. <laughs> and we were yeah. like, oh okay. Yeah. On on a side note, we're terrible at musical chairs. <laughs> goes on just everyone always has a chair i don't know always does we sit down and we just go hey this is so comfy we all won okay let's start it back up i feel like there was like a a pictionary joke i could have made about the drawing straws but i really yeah it's past us at this point it's that you know you you failed that specific class of art is is the drawing straws part because i'm quite good at the pictionaries though that's true that's true i have proof You can well. I can draw some conclusions about your art skills, and uh, the conclusions that I've drawn is that uh, well, you're a fantastic artist, and you're also fantastic human beings. And wh- while you are such fantastic human beings, that means I want to know how your week in magic has been. So let's start with Nick. How was your week in magic? It was okay. So like, my my friends know that my my goals in magic are to be very competitive. Like I want to make rivals next year or whatever but i know that no matter what is going on in my competitive magic life i will always stop whatever i'm doing and cube for seven days straight if the cube is up and that is what happened this week i i I wanted to to like grind qp so that i could join the showcase challenges you know qualify for the mocks but you know what am i what am i gonna do mangoose cube went up i had to draft omnath so that is all i've been doing you know, I fun. think that's I think that's pretty that's pretty understandable. What did you have a particular favorite like OP deck? Like, oh, I can't believe I actually put this thing together. Um, yeah. So I was drafting with with my friends and um, in a call, and the, the the first thing I drafted was it was an Omnath sneak and show deck, um, and that went one two, and my friend Mani laughed at me, so he left the call, and I drafted almost the exact same uh, Omnath sneak and show deck, and then I three would with it. Just to show him, because obviously he cares about my my draft results. It's glorious. Did you like pull a, a Goodwill Hunting and just show up back later and just say, "Do you like apples?" And then you put an Omnath on his screen and said, "Well, I went three zero. How do you like them apples?" Did you do that? Well, for well Monty came back into the call later and he and he said, "Nick, are you playing the same deck? Like I thought you like it's been like two hours." And I said, "No, I just drafted the same deck with like eighty percent of the same cards, and, not, and so now I can win with it." Done. Perfect. That's all. I'm going to take that advice and make sure that every sealed pool for Strixhaven I open has at least 80% of the same cards. No, that's, the, that's the exactly advice was to make sure that, that any sealed pool you open has Omnath in it. Great. I will work on that for Strixhaven as well. Fantastic. Win-win. It's all good. Judge. Nicole, how was your week in Magic? Um, it was Omnathless, So mm-hmm. because Nick kept taking them all. So, <laughs> no, but it actually was a pretty like quiet uh, weekend. Uh, I I didn't play like the MIQ or anything. Uh, like a few random like ladder matches here and there. Play some goblins. Got to give the goblins some love. You know, played a little ultimatum and standard. Yeah, but standard's dead right now. So I was just kind of gearing up for season five of the VML. So that's that's been a lot of my week. That's been a lot of like my hype towards Magic. Can't wait for this new set as we're gonna dive into later on. And excited for the VML to start up this this week. It starts up this week already. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, we got a big meeting Friday night and uh, decklist due Sunday. So uh, if you have any uh, good, fresh Strixhaven decklist you'd like to send my way, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> 
Make sure to toss them at Lady of the Crease so that she can find out in ways to get an upper hand on a certain, you know, I don't know, three-time VML champion uh, that might also be gunning for playing, I don't know, probably Grixis in the VML. That's what I think is going to be. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Which is Bresky's why gonna... patting your stats. Three yeah. times? Pat, patting your stats. Time? Calling shots. See, that's what I'm doing. I'm all, see, that's, you know why I said three times? Because I'm predicting. Ooh. Ooh. That's why. Yeah. The issue is, is that in the same prediction, you said I would play Grixis. So exactly. I just, you know, you're just not given a lot of confidence behind your uh, predictions. Like, Caroline, tomorrow the sky is going to be, it's going to be purple. I promise you. Exactly. It's like, yeah, what's your success rate on that one, buddy? Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is why, this is why I call all of my Grixis decks Grixis Broken Clock because it's right twice a day. All right. So if you keep doing it, eventually you're going to win again, right? That's how it goes. I think that that is a sure fire way to just take down the next VML season. It's it's done. It's set in stone. We all know it. And because we know that, Caroline, how was your week in Magic beyond prepping for VML with Grixis? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, my yes. week, end of sentence, was great. Uh, or the past seven weeks. I don't know. Whenever the last time I saw y'all. Um, I have really reduced this stressor in my life. It's a very, you know, I feel very proud of this, you know, just removing this part from my life. It's called Magic the Gathering. It's been great. <laughs> really cut it out, you know? Wait, this is a magic podcast? Yes. Hmm. Last, wait, let me check the notes. I, half and half. I proposed the Battleground segment, but... I know, we vetoed it, which yeah. I'm regretting now. Um, okay, so ultimately I am, I was, or am, or I don't know, currently taking a relatively large break from Magic. This past weekend, I specifically did not register in a single SCG satellite, Moto PPTQ 7,000 points, whatever. I don't know. I didn't do anything. I didn't. In fact, if anything, the worst part is I, I've burned 35 QPs because they're done. They rotate today and I had 35 of them and you need 40 to do anything with them. That's how badly I've just like stopped paying attention to things. The, the system of Magic right now has been it requires too many steps to remember. I can't just turn on my computer and go, oh, there's a large event I can play. I'll go play the large event. You have to like pass a test and then, I don't know, have a passport and have some sort of like red yarn tied to a bunch of things being like, can I play in this thing? Did so, you not have the yarn? You forgot the yarn? No, I, uh, Amazon was out of yarn. It was in a different um, news declaration as well from that one spot yeah. of that one Twitter post from Magic that told you that you need the wet, the red yarn to- You to joke, yeah. but that- may have actually happened before. So in general, I'm feeling a little disconnected, just like not, not really enjoying magic in general. This is not a new thing. It's not like the first time I've say it, said it. However, the VML, while all this was going on and we were wrapping up VML season four, which we, I swear we just did yesterday. Like I swear we it just ended It feel like yesterday. a quick turnaround. You are correct. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, but we are launching season five and we're actually launching it in um, tandem with, Strixhaven, which is the new spring set that is launching at when the when this hits your ears, there should be Strixhaven cards around. So go look for them on the ground, on your bed. Oh wait, you don't sleep with magic cards, I remember. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which we'll get we'll, on the podcast. We'll get to sleeping on magic cards a little <laughs> bit later. Yeah, our, our relationship is strictly profesh. Um <laughs> so yeah, in general, uh Strixhaven. So we're gonna launch with Strixhaven, which means week one will be brand new week stand week one standard. Uh decklists are due Sunday night for us, so the like six days from now, five days from now. However, I did some research on Melee, which I'm going to talk about a little bit, and there are no standard events at all this weekend that I could find. So, anyone got any deck lists? <laughs> I, I mean, hey, I mean, hey man, hey man, you got some deck lists? I really need some deck lists. Got any of them? I, I can get over this problem at any time, but I really need your necklace today. That's all I need, man. You got any stuff? Yeah, you got um, any? You got any Grixis, man? That's what. Yeah. I'll, that's what I'll be telling. So people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Sandra a try. I'm gonna try this again. I really like the VML. I think season four. It's not my best showing. I this uh, disinterest in magic really raised its head around week two of stand, of, of stand, uh, season four. So gonna gonna give it an old college try again. Um, but yeah, otherwise. Not, not a ton. There's like some stuff I might play this weekend. I like that. Not, not. There could always be a little something, something you might play over the weekend. But it's all the more reason to watch the VML League in in week one as well. Yeah. You're gonna check out the VML League. It's gonna give you a good insight into some really cool decks that you might want to play in standard. Yeah. 
That's what I like to hear. Also, Caroline, I'd just like you to know that I am now patenting and have already developed a specific concept for a new robot called the PPTQ 7000. <laughs> nice. All it, all it simply does is like it, it gives you bad deck list and sideboard recommendations <laughs> and also lets you know when really good competitive events show up the week after they have done. Like that's good. That's so far. I think this is going to be our next like get rich quick scheme. That's going to really take this podcast to the next level. Right. Exactly. Thank you. I think I'll take three. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Someone wants to invest in my great ideas. Sorry. Well, yeah, it looks good. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So uh, how is your week? Meetings go, so. Yeah, <laughs> My week, my week was very good. It's a, for the most part of just like chilling out. I tried to, it's one of those things where it's like, sort of the opposite of Caroline was like, I hadn't been playing a lot of magic, but I finally had a weekend of not work or anything else. I said, fine, I'm actually going to sit down and play some magic. And this always happens with standard or anything magic arena related. I finally get like enough wild cards and things to make a deck that I really want to play. That's like really good. And I find a good sideboard guide and I start playing going, Oh wow, this is really fun. I'm having a great time with this. Ah, I hope I can play this for a little while. And then I look at the dates going, Oh great. New set comes out next week. That almost always happens to me in some way, shape or form where it's like, right when I start enjoying standard, it's usually like the last two weeks before a new set comes out. So I kind of like enjoyed that for what it was, but for the most part, Played a little commander with some friends. I have a brand new Garuda Doom of Depths deck that I've been playing, which is really Ooh, a lot of fun, which say that fast three times. Uh, but there's just depth. something about playing a Nightmare Demon Kraken as your commander that just really makes it feel like you can take control of the match when you play your commander out. But the weirdest thing, the best thing about this was that I was doing a work event and I work in the performing arts and I help provide like education and educational resources to schools. And we were filming a digital theater lesson with a colleague who has been a friend of mine for like over 10 years. And as we start like filming and getting stuff ready, one of my coworkers mentions that, oh, it's like Bill and Bill plays a lot of magic. And that's when I found out that my friend of over 10 years goes, oh, really? Me too. And found out they have been playing the game for like the past 15 years. And we have been friends for this long and neither of us knew that the other person played. That is so. Does that mean they don't listen to the podcast? Well, now they do. I'll tell you what. (laughs) <laughs> they better they better now that is some but crazy, we great crazy dis- myth connections oh yeah and we and that was the thing during mic check once he found that out we're sitting there trying to test his mic to make sure the levels are fine and he's trying when you're mic checking you're just saying check 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 or you try to say words just to do anything so you say whatever comes off the top of your mind and and my buddy was just sitting there going check check one two one two just found out that bill plays a lot of magic which is really cool i hope he doesn't play stupid color combinations in commander because that would really upset me and then at which point i was in the background going i play esper and he goes now i'm really sad and i was like well what are you some gruel idiot he goes i'm even sadder now uh brasky <laughs> yeah do you, you mic check with other people i do i do more than on top of my podcast co-hooks i do mic check with several other people over the course of my week okay but like you don't do snappy transitions with other people I oh, I no. do I do uh, snap snappish oh, transitions. No. <laughs> um, I do snappy transmutations. Do you do snappy you trans like a... snappy transcriptions? You do the thing That's where you I clap do. your hands like to start a recording or or a performance with other people. That I don't do. That well, I we that don't I even put do that here. here. I mean, we not anymore. anymore. Yeah. We there's really no need anymore. And I do have an actual like clapboard uh, there, so it's like all professional and stuff. We don't have a but, clapboard. Yeah, no, we don't have a clapboard. Boy, I'm really just digging us a hole even further. So, sorry, is there like a a podcasting rule? Like, if you're just not really feeling it anymore, are you allowed to leave a call? Like, just (laughs) click. Yeah, how does this like a podcasting safe word? Listen, if this happened, (laughs) then I would have to get on the Swagoy Twitter account at Swagoy Gaming S W A G O I, and I would just post a meme of John Cusack holding the boombox over his head, except my face would be over the top of it, and I tag the three of you. Okay, that's what this would be, so you would all just come back to the podcast. Because now, now all I've learned about this is never do mic checks ever again. Quality assurance be damned. Because now you know that they're that that I do mic checks with with other casts and other recordings. You can people. you can do mic checks with other people as long as you use a pop filter. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I appreciate that. I I will always practice safe plosives. Yeah. I will yep. always do that. I appreciate that. Nick. Yeah, ex- that's what I'm exactly. 
Absolutely. Because yeah. that's why that's why we are always smart about these things. And that's why other people want to be smart about how they spend their time playing Magic. And when you want to be smart about how you want to spend your time playing Magic, you want to figure out what events to play in in the upcoming weekend, which is why we're going to send it over to the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, to talk about, Caroline, something tells me there's going to be so many standard events this weekend, right? There's going to be so many standard events, right? So let's go to Caroline to find out what's happening in standard this weekend. Cool. That was definitely not me panicking because I couldn't find the show notes. I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, where are the show notes? And that's why I was feeling time when I looked at my panic co-host's face, going, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's it's a pin tab, so it's really small. And like I was like literally panicking. Okay, however, did you just did you just say there's gonna be a lot of standard events this weekend? Yeah, right. That's because a new, new set comes out on like yeah, you, you really should have let me you really should have let me do the news and upcoming events this this is why i should read the show notes <laughs> okay we'll table that discussion for a second so upcoming events we'll start with moto magic <laughs> nope that's not what it says for. anyway okay moto. <laughs> there are two notable uh large events this weekend they are the final showcases um that's not true they are showcases that are happening. <laughs> the, the, yeah, this is so going the, so well. The they are not the final ones. They are actually yeah. the they are the first two of the final ones for season one mocks mm-hmm. of this year. Um, there are two. This is different. There is one on Saturday. It is standard, and there is one on Sunday. It is Pioneer, and then for the following two weekends, there will be two on the following weekend, and then two on the last weekend. So they're actually they did listen. If you're following along, there were some concerns that they were really making these showcases kind of challenging and back-to-back. And um, people were saying <laughs> Good it was pun, tough Caroline. to balance. <laughs> Showcase challenging. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so they have spread them out. However, I'm only advertising this because if you know about them, then you can already play. And if you didn't know what I'm talking about, you can't play. You have to have had qualified um, through other tournaments, like tournaments of tournaments of tournaments, basically. So yeah. um, the in red general... Yarn. The main thing to know here is that the season of which the QPs that existed on your account as of right now when I'm recording this have, has ended. Um, Wait, what? These events, yeah, QPs are rotating today, tomorrow, technically. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Like, I'm not being facetious. I actually... there, there's there's <laughs> a last chance qualifier that you can probably play tonight or yeah. maybe tomorrow, but that's it. Then they're done. Um, so the reason this is complicated is these events, like the showcase challenges that are coming up Saturday, Sunday, and then for the next three weeks are actually listed in season two in the graphic. When you look at, do some research like I did, but they're actually qualified qualifying for season one. So it's kind of confusing, but in general, the idea is that's it. Clean cut new QPs starting as early as Thursday with Strixhaven. So if you had 35, like I did your SOL, <laughs> um, and then we're, there are some more changes. However, we were going to express them and go over them with Nick. How um, Unfortunately, I'm not sure Magic is really confident that they're really going to do those changes because there was a tweet that went out today saying like, hey, we heard your feedback. We're going to make an announcement next week with some more adjustments. So we're not even going to go over them. Um, we'll bring it up when they're final or they say they're final or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring them up with you in the future time. So know that moto is making some changes towards their current structure and it could either be good great or terrible depending yeah, on it, it could also be small <laughs> changes or it could be like drastic change we're, we're, we're really not sure yeah so we'll, we'll let you know anyway so let's focus on melee so i don't know if you know this but a new set is coming out this weekend i'm very excited uh it will be live on arena thursday um i assume it will be playable thursday just kidding oh of course it will be playable um so you would think that there would be melee events that would uh, work well with this fact that there are a bunch of new cards in standard. Uh, there aren't. Um, I found you four melee events that are sweet. Uh, three of them are hist- historic, and one of them is constructed set roulette. So <laughs> Hooglandia Open is historic Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, sponsored by Cool Stuff Inc. Go find that on melee. It is historic. Uh Insight Esports presents a 1K Historic on Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific. That's kind of strange. Um, It's a smaller event. I think it might be their single elimination events. I'm not really sure. I don't really understand their structure. But anyway, it's happening. Uh, Sunday, Mythic Society has constructed Set Roulette, something that I know that a lot of us here have played or casted or interacted with in the past. Um, They're doing their normal shebang. I cannot tell you the sets. I didn't look them up. 
you'll have to use Google. It's your friend. Uh, that's Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific. And then the last event is another In Insight Esports presents a 5K. It's an open event, but I don't really know the difference between their open and their IQs, but whatever. It's Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, and I think if you follow them on Twitter, there's like a good chance you'll get a free entry. So, you know, you do you. <laughs> uh, but that's basically it. Unfortunately, there are three major, major quotations events and none of them are standard. So, Declas, anyone got any standard decklists? Anyone got to toss me some toss me some deck lists anytime? Anytime. I'll take the leftovers too. I'll take I'll take you know the seconds here. See, I could just see someone. I could just see someone getting like really confused and like tossing us some set roulette stuff for the Mythic Society. It's like great. Yes, here is a great deck that makes use of Magic Twenty Ten Gate Crash Shadowmore Torment and the Scourge. I think Eldritch Moon. I think was the other one that's in there as well. It's all it's all going to be fantastic. Well. Um, if you're not going to be competing in those spots, then there's going to be plenty of opportunity to find other ways to get deck lists out of standard. And so if we want to find other ways to get deck lists out of standard, you're going to want the rundown on all the really, really important stuff about the best cards that are coming out in that set, which is exactly what we here at Friends of Magic have done. We Great have segue. Spent, Great segue. We have spent so much time, endless amounts of hours, coming mm -hmm. through every single card, playtesting and goldfishing to the extreme to find you the cards that you want to play in the categories that you're looking for, including such hard-hitting types of, of information, like which card has the best artwork? Exactly. I know that's what you're thinking, and that's what I am thinking, which is what we will talk about next. I have concerns. Are we breaching some sort of like better business bureau trust by by that giant lie of a segue? You made some claims, so here's the thing. I'm, af I'm afraid now. <gasps> It's not false advertising if they've already bought the product. The fact that they're already listening to this podcast means we don't have to sell That's them. That's not how things. that works. That's, no. What? No. But, that should be how it works. You can be disappointed <laughs> by a product after you've used it. I think. See, here's okay, spoken, spoken, like, spoken like someone. Yeah, gotcha. Spoken like someone who's been disappointed in products after she's used them. Yeah. Someone, someone who had a, a headset for many months yeah. for no reason. Um, Okay, I will say, okay, however, as much as whatever Brasky was telling you there, I actually legitimately put the most work into the segment that I've ever put into in any other segment. But it was not to the degree that Brasky was lying about. I stick by what I said, and I think by the <laughs> end of this podcast, everyone will agree with everything I'd said beforehand. Show me but your playtest cards. There's only one way to find out. How, how I know this and how people will agree with me. And that's just to jump right into that segment. And that is because we have the best categories, the specific categories that we need to discuss about the new set, Strixhaven School of Mages, to talk about in the world of fam, friends, and magic. And we have several different categories. They've all been scientifically chosen as the most categories that people have actually wanted to hear about. And we're going to start with category number one. How this is going to work, we're going to do a category. We're just going to give our card and reasons why. And then we'll do the next category and go all the way down there. And of course, the top category people want to know about is which card will have the most biggest, hugest impact on standards so that we can play them in all the events that are happening in standard this next weekend. And so I'm going to start with who should we start with? Hmm, let me see here. Eeny, meeny, miny, Nicole. Nicole... Which card do you think will have the biggest impact on standard and why? All right. I am, first off, I will say that my my college is Lorehold. So maybe I'm a slight bit biased, but oh. I love Lorehold Command. I think it's a, a great uh, top end card. It kind of goes a little bit above like Showdown of the Scalds. Like the, so any deck that's playing Showdown of the Scalds probably wants this as well. It's a choose, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know the card, it's choose two. You create a three, two red and white spirit token. Uh, uh, the next mode is creatures you control get plus one plus zero hasten indestructible to under turn. It's also a lightning helix, or you can sack a permanent and draw two cards. So it's really versatile. I played with like um, uh, I started playing more serious magic back when like Dramoka's command and Ojitai's command were like a thing back in like Takir Dragons of Takir or something back then. I don't even know if it was earlier than that, but this card's great. And I think it is going to see a lot of play. I don't think it's going to be a four of in any decks just because of its high cost, but it is going to be a two or three of in a lot of aggressive tokeny decks and things like that. So I expect to see this card a lot in standard. 
I think the more you can see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what I like about it. The way I tried to sell people on this podcast topic that we just discussed, you've just sold me on this card. Because I'm like, Lauren's command, well, it doesn't do all that much, does it? Then you're like, well, it's token focused, so it makes tokens. It buffs tokens. It also deals damage. It also draws cards. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. All right, I'm sold. I'll take seven. I know you can only fit four in a deck, but I'm still taking seven. That's what I liked about that card. <laughs> all right, over to Nick. Nick, card you think will have the biggest impact on standard? So um, I, I'm a little bit pessimistic about... Not okay, not necessarily pessimistic, but maybe I'm pragmatic about Strixhaven's impact on standard. I think that it's going to be pretty hard to to unseat adventures as the the best thing you can do in standard. So I'm looking at cards that might introduce like a completely new archetype. And I found um the the Magma Opus card. So it's an eight mana instant, it deals four four damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. Uh tap two target permanents, create a four four elemental token, draw two cards. And what's really cool about it is that you can pay, you know, a hybrid blue and a red, blue and a red, and discard it to create a treasure. So that's like the theme of the Prismari cards is they're kind of big, splashy cards that let you uh, also um, discard them or do something else to make a treasure. And it helps you cast the other big cards. I'm kind of hoping that there's going to be something um, with the Goldspan Dragon that is not focused on adventures. And I'm excited to see this either as the top end of a mid-range deck or maybe as a control finisher. Um, I, hopefully it's not the next Aurelia's Fury, which it, it actually kind of looks a little bit like. <laughs> that felt like one of those sections where you finished it and said, hopefully it's not another Aurelia's Fury. And, and then, then I just, I just realized, like... oh, it's actually bad. And no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, never... oh, no. So here's where I thought this conversation was going to go. You're like, yeah, I don't think any cards will really impact standard, so I picked this card that definitely won't impact standard. <laughs> wow. That's, that's mean, but yeah. Oh. Oh. I just, th- there was this situation of like, here's why. Here's all these things are going to happen. Oh, no, what have I done? Wait a minute. Is this not? The Goldspan oh, Dragon yeah. thing is cool. I this think cool. so as well. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, I'm excited to play this in a dragon's deck. Like I want to be playing this with some blue red dragons. I want to be, I want to be making some tokens. I want to be spending some treasure. I want to do this kind of thing because also this may or may not be in a Grixis deck that I want to homebrew. Oh, some goodness gracious. I, I'm not going there now. That's a whole nother category <laughs> for a different another time. category. Relax. That's a whole nother category for a different time, which is why we're <laughs> going to stick to this category of the card that's going to have the biggest impact on standard. Caroline, what do you think? Uh, okay, so I took a little different approach than my podcast colleagues. Uh, I scrolled through all the cards. I wrote a bunch of notes down. Um, and then I, I kind of like data filled, like like had some conditions. Mm. Like, does this card meet a condition? So the first thing I asked is, is this card a three mana card? And it was like, okay, so I, I went through. Then I asked, is it does it have the Simic symbols on it? Green and blue. And yeah, it does. And I said, is it a Planeswalker? I found one. <laughs> so <laughs> I picked. Well done. Kazmina. I can't believe no one else picked. So honestly, I have no idea if Kazmina is good. Um, I- I'll briefly tell you what it does. It's a three mana Planeswalker, which starts at loyalty two. Uh, as a as a static. Oh, I should have said if it has a static ability too. Uh, each other Planeswalker you control has the loyal abilities of Kazmina. Uh, it has a plus two. Just scry one. Uh, minus X, make a XX plant token, basic, essentially. <laughs> a green and blue fractal creature, whatever. It doesn't matter. You make a creature. <laughs> uh, and then minus eight, it does something. Search your library for an instant or sorcery card that shares a color of with this planeswalker. Okay, Exile open. that card and then <laughs> shuffle it. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Uh, anyway, but all joking aside, I, I don't know. I'm sort of with Nick on this one. Like, the cards themselves don't seem like they're they're themed enough to really push out some of our current themes. This is generally a problem of like a spring set that comes next to a, like a big rotation that's coming out in September. So this is not the new situation. Um, the more sets that get into standard, the less each set has an impact, except if you're Aldrain, and then Aldrain is obviously the most impactful. Um, however, I've been told three mana walkers are always powerful, um, and Simic symbols are busted. So... Here we go. <laughs> See, I like this card a whole lot just for the specific reason that like standard or otherwise, it's just like everyone's going to be trying some sort of ridiculous Super Friends deck because they will all have Kazmina's yeah. abilities, right? And plus then someone... Two, plus two on some walkers is pretty cool. 
Exactly. You can plus two some walkers, and then on top of that, there's going to be someone who plays Ugin the Spirit Dragon, tries to like get them to minus eight, realize they can't get anything with it because they don't share any colors, and then they get really sad and concede. I'm not saying that I will do that. I probably will do that. <laughs> that's going to that's going to be something I do at some point in any type of like probably standard sometime in arena is that I'm going to accomplish that. I'm going to say good game, do that with Ugin, and then concede. And then they're just going to feel great about themselves. That's what I'm going to do. But if I was going to break standard, which I'm going to, the way I would do that and the card in which I would do it is I picked, I picked a couple, but I think I will go with double major because I kind of went on the Caroline side of things. It's like, I'm going to pick something that's Simic because Simic is always broken right now. And with that, I chose double major because you can copy a target creature spell you control, except it isn't legendary if this spell is legendary. And there's going to be some way in which somebody is going to pay just green and a blue for an instant and do some really, really dumb stuff with it. Could you imagine a world in which Amath still existed and this was a card? That makes me kind of uneasy and a little bit excited, but a little gassy all at the same time. I think that double major is going to be something where people are going to figure out how to break it real quick. And then once that happens, everyone's going to go, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. It's insane. Like to... you could, it, it, it would it would be legal in a, in a format with Omnath. Like, come on. Right. And all the other wonderful, like, huge stuff that was in there as well. So I see double major. That that is what sticks out to me as being something that's really going to have an impact on standard. My number two was pest summoning, just because I think sacrifice is going to be continue to be kind of a nutty thing. But double major is what I think everyone should craft four of day one. Ask no questions. You're not going to regret spending those wild cards. Okay, you might regret spending those wild cards. I have cards. a question, Brasky. Yes, is pest summoning what happens when you post the Zencaster link? for the podcast yes yeah. yes nice job well done on that one every time i post it these three things show up and i say what is get them get them off get them away from what is going on here they just keep showing up time after time yeah but we aren't taking extra time or extra turns because epiphany is not in this set <laughs> so we're going to move on to the next the next category yeah oh there was a long <sighs> breath on that segue <laughs> right if caroline tried to ride that segue she she was like i'm gonna immediately crash this thing because then it's not a segue we want why because we need to move on to the next biggest category which is going to be the absolute category that's going to help you figure out what to craft on day one which category is that why let me tell you best flavor best flavor is where we're at and this time we're going to go backwards the other way around caroline take us to flavor town what is the best flavor of the new cards in Strixhaven? Ah, so I think in general, I really like sets that have real world things, concepts as cards. Like, I don't really understand when a card, when it's based on like a random plane or something like I don't understand. So this set has a lot of tangible things. Like there's literally called a card called exponential growth. There's a card called golden ratio. Like uh, there's a couple others that I won't reveal of yours. Like they're just real things. And I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. So I picked for mine, I picked all the math cards. So like square up, exponential growth, like all the nerd, like the little nerd thing. Like they just made me chuckle every time I read all of them. So Body that, of research, I think was another one that I was Yeah, like, there's really just cool. a ton. And like they branch into, there's a ton of school stuff. I, I just love that. I thought like there's like a multiple choice. <laughs> that's like a card. <laughs> like it's just great. It's just comical. And, and it makes me chuckle. So I'm not going to tell you what any of those cards do. <laughs> I like that there's a card Serpentine Curve. Now, when we said flavor at first, I was looking at like the flavor text <gasps> and the flavor text for Serpentine Curve is, quote, math bites, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> Lorehold made student. So That's I was like, oh. just, like <laughs> math is for blockers we're ever going to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I like that. I like that a lot. That's some spicy stuff right there. I well done, Caroline. That's you were correct on the flavor. All of the flavor of those things is absolutely fantastic. Nick, your pick for best flavor. Yeah, I think I kind of went the same way as Caroline. Uh, my my best flavor pick is eager first year, um, because it really captures like how I felt when I started university. But the thing that's missing from the eager first year flavors, I need like a like a paired card that is like grizzled senior or something, and like I need I need to see the same student like wearing sweatpants and like. <laughs> Like like no longer carrying a book, just like, hey, you got some paper, you know. Like I need to I need to capture that flavor of just being very very tired of school. But I, I think I, I do want to add to that first year flavor. I want to add to that and be like, we need one that we need like a spell that's an enchantment called senioritis, 
and it's like one in yeah, a white. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. it can't can't attack, can't block, but becomes legendary for some reason. So it makes you sack all of the other things that you have of it. Like that's that is exactly what I wanted. Rights. Yeah. Because I see eager first year, and the flavor text of that is today she learns the basics. She'll knock out advanced theory later this week. Whereas my eager first year, it would have been a flip card. Like eager first year flips to like grizzled senior, that kind of thing. Because mine would be like, yeah, today I learned the basics. Tomorrow I sleep through all of my alarms and I miss my class. Like that's <laughs> that's what I would do with that card. Yeah, because exactly. Like I, I went from someone who was very excited to like attend classes to someone who was just napping in the library. So like, it, this is like, I wanted to see this, but it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. Nicole, what is your pick for best flavor? So as much as I appreciate like the, the real world connections and everything, I still love having the little bit of the magic world. So I picked reject as my favorite. Because, you know, reject as a magic card, you just know it's a counter spell. So it's, you kind of go in and the art's like a little, I don't even know, a little dwarf kind of not green goblin looking guy. And the flavor text is great. So Grux, for the last time, you have to do more than simply shout, apply at the administrators. <laughs> Pavel <laughs> from the admissions officer. So I love that. I love the flavor text. I love the art. I love that it's sort of magical, but, you know, has to do with the missions office and still has, you know, school implications. So that's that's my wheelhouse. I like a little bit of the magic stuff and a little bit of the real world. I dig it. I like everything about that. For mine, like best flavor, I totally agree with Caroline about the math things and, and stuff that is on flavor, which is why like my initial top, like my initial choice was multiple choice. The fact that you play, pay X, one, two, three, or four, and each one gives you something different. Like I absolutely love that. But the more I look at it and the more like, what's my favorite flavor? Also, I just think because my favorite art, just because it's so like kind of comic booky in that way as well is go blank. And go blank is just two and a black for a sorcery. Target player discards two cards, and then they exile all cards from their from their graveyard. And so, like it, you know, it just has that idea of like you just forgot everything that you had had done and everything that you had learned. And that is also some of my, one of my favorite flavor texts. The only feeling worse than not knowing the answer is the certainty that you once did. And it's really, really cool because the guy's like mind is splitting open and you can see the thoughts and answers like floating in papers floating away from him. That I was like, I looked at that as like, I want to play mat of this card. I want to like, I want to like play some spell table where people look at that and just go, oh, that's really, really cool. That is my favorite flavor of Strixhaven was that one right, right there. And speaking of really awesome artwork, it wasn't my favorite artwork, but there is a lot of other really, really cool artwork. And now I want to know what our favorite artwork was from Strixhaven, because that's the next category. So this time I'm going to go and pick Nick. Nick, what was your favorite artwork from Strixhaven? Uh, yeah, so just like two real quick ones. The first one is I just love the Elite Spellbinder art. It's it's the art of uh, of um, kind of PV, Paolo Vitor Damodoros' invitational card or um, his spotlight card or something, whatever it's called. Like, it. it it's awesome and i think they really you know they they did his like they rendered his face well and like he looks like he really belongs in that world which i think was a little bit of the problem with some of the older invitational cards cough cough um um kai's card and i also just wanted to highlight how awesome it is to see more cards from wiley beckett i hope i pronounced her name is it wiley wiley beckett yeah um she did like the awesome um Two awesome cards from from Zendikar Rising. Um, I forgot what they were called, but anyway, so she's done some more pieces in this set. One of them is Go Black, which Brasky also mentioned, and I just I just suggested if you want to see something like completely different, but also like very fitting in the Magic world, you should check out some of Wiley Beckett's art. Yeah, absolutely. I think like the the more I look at them, it reminds me of really just digging into like, hey, have you ever listened or watched or read this? It's like there's, uh, it reminds me a lot of the artwork of like Day Tripper and the, the comic book series around those, which I thought was really, really cool. I like those pieces too. Caroline, what's your Beckert. favorite artwork? Yeah, my bad. Wiley yeah. Beckert. So please go gotcha. ahead and check that out. Caroline, your favorite artwork for Strixhaven? Well, there's only one card that's really worth talking about in terms of art and what's on it. Uh, and that's the card that has a sloth on it. <laughs> <laughs> so that is relic sloth uh it's great it has a giant sloth and it's adorable and i love it and it also happened to be my preview card <laughs> coincidence i think not um also if you if i make a petition i expect all of you to sign it to make sloth a creature type <laughs> i'm working on it oh, sloth oh that's is so a creature true. type? no it's a beast 
And if you were thinking, but Caroline, isn't Mole a creature type? Yes, yes it is. And Mole has two cards in Magic Histories. And now there are at least two dedicated slots in Magic Histories. So coming for you, creature type. It's okay. We'll, we'll definitely see the Sloth Tribal Commander deck come out when Sloths of Trocare comes out next year. <laughs> it's absolutely going to be a thing. Also, I just love that the artwork makes it look like a slothy tauntaun. Oh, it's so big. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I think it's going to have like the thing in Star Wars where like they fly around and like tie up the legs and then it falls over. That's <laughs> all I think about when I see it. And you know what? I'll, I'll give them credit on this one because if you would tell me that you would make a sloth creature in magic, it has vigilance. Yeah, no duh. Like absolutely. It also has menace. Hold the heck on for a second. <laughs> A sloth card is going to have menace, and then you look at the card, you go, "Yeah, no, it makes sense. That is kind of so a menace." So the vigilance thing makes vigilance makes sense. It's like the sloth is so slow; it doesn't really have time to tap. It's mm-hmm. just like, nah, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna not. <laughs> Can't be like, bothered. I'll just be here. Yeah, but the menace part is like it's coming at you, and you're like, but you can't block it alone, so you better find a buddy. <laughs> I think like it has it has such vigilance. It's just the vigilance was accidental. It has accidental vigilance. It's like it starts to tap, but by the time your turn starts, it hasn't even begun to like turn that way. So it's like, uh, never mind. I'm still right. So. <laughs> totally what's happening. Like um the scene from Zootopia when he's at the DMV. <laughs> like it's yeah. definitely that. <laughs> accidental such, vigilance. Such vigilance. Oh my god, I wanna pro- I wanna just write accidental vigilance anytime I draft in paper now. <laughs> I love it. Also, fantastic flavor text on that one. When it comes to transporting priceless, delicate artifacts, safety is more important than speed. <laughs> have you have you seen so that much. that video clip of like of someone like like pulling over on the street and there's like a sloth on the street? So he like picks it up and he brings it back like to a tree. It's it's the cutest thing. Yeah, I've seen yeah, the rest yeah, of yeah. Cute. It's That's so the, good yeah. because the sloth so looks menacing. back at the person yeah, like, to like wave you. and say thank you. But by the time they turn back to wave and say thank you, I'm pretty sure that person has already like driven yeah, back that, off. That is a vigilant way. menacing sloth right there. Darn right. Abso- absolutely on that one. I think uh, if I'm looking at like artwork and artwork that I thought was was super great, super awesome in that realm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of where I would go with it. But I think what it comes down to for me is the fact that I'm going to go with Harness Infinity. Uh, or a Har- yeah, Harness Infinity is just the, it's the Seb McKinnon artwork. I've seen both like the full size version of it, but also the card version of it. And I'm usually like when people are like, oh, Seb McKinnon, all that, I'm usually like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that's, that's solid stuff. And then I saw this one and I was like, that's going to be a background on my desktop computer. Like that's going to be one that's like super up there. And I don't like playing a lot of green decks, but this is when I'm just like, I want to play a deck that utilizes Harness Infinity in some way, just so I could play that freaking card. I want this card. I've never gotten to a point where I've seen a card where it's like, I need this thing borderless. Like I absolutely have to get a borderless version of this card. I saw that when I was like, yeah, that's, that's going on my list was Harness Infinity for that one. Now we go on to Nicole. Nicole, favorite artwork? Um, I picked Fracture. It's mostly because now there, there are some like artworks that I enjoyed. Like I thought Aether Helix is absolutely beautiful. Um, but the frac- Fracture's art kind of sticks with you. It kind of reminds me of a little bit of like Hushbringer, where it's it's got like just very distinct art. Like I, I could see the glass shattering and all the different faces. It's just like an art that sticks with you. So I picked that as the best artwork because I find it the most memorable. Here's the thing about Fracture and what I like about Fracture. That has my vote for, I really want to see like the, the twisty animations in arena artwork. It's like, I want to see like Fracture. I hope that like it probably won't happen this way, but I want to see it that when you, if you get like the moving, like twisty animations in, in arena that each like glass, each mirror shard kind of is a little bit forward or behind has like some texture, that kind of thing. Fracture could be the coolest digital card. Yeah. It would be cool if it like fell onto the battlefield and kind of broke. Honestly, exactly. Kind of like, yeah. Would, yeah. I, I, mean, I, know, I know they don't give like super animations to uncommon cards, but they yeah, better for they that should. thing. Or if it doesn't <laughs> twist and the glass shards do anything, at least the faces in it, like, like open and shut their mouths. Like when you like their mouths are shut when they're in hand. And then when you're about to throw them onto the battlefield, they're like, no, like that is what I want to see out of a digital card. Right. That why, why else have a digital card game? If you're not going to make use of the cards that let's, way, uh, exactly. let's improve the play blade first. And then, okay, fine. I guess we'll, we'll keep going until the mobile version doesn't crash. Then we'll, add yeah. it. 
and then we'll keep going that way. Maybe just possibly who knows, but you know, whether or not we're talking about like broken mirrors and fracturing pieces, whether or not we're talking about entering the infinite or whether or not we're talking about sleepy, sleepy sloths. I'm surprised that Caroline picked uh, an awesome sloth for that past category because the next category is something I thought Relic Sloth would be a part of. And that is the card everyone is sleeping on. What is the card (laughs) that people are sleeping on that they don't think like that everyone's talking about these specific cards or this thing that's going to be so broken in this spot? What is a card that people are going to be sleeping on? Nick, let's start with you. Uh, So I went with Confront the Past. Um, It's a lesson card from the set. And I I honestly don't know how powerful lesson cards are going to be because like you need you need both halves of the of the mechanic in your standard decks for it to work. Like you need the learn cards and you need the lesson card in your sideboard. So it's like a lot more commitment than a companion card where you need to, to make sure that your deck can accommodate the less, the learn cards. And I don't know if the learn cards are great or if they fit into current strategies, but I think that if, if you were going to put learn cards in your deck, that is because you want a confront the past lesson in your sideboard. Um, we don't have any like, thing to compare it to maybe the closest thing would be wishes but i think that this effect is powerful enough that if you're able to put a learn card in your deck you'll be happy to pick this out of your sideboard when you want to reanimate a, a planeswalker or you know kill a pesky one a kazmina maybe i love i love this card it's on my short list of like things that i'm going to build some type of grixis deck out of whether it's historic standard or commander or otherwise like I, I, I really do dig in front the past in a lot of different ways. Also, the flavor is also, also really on cool. point, right? Really good flavor, right? It's like it's 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 Professor Onyx staring into you know the War of the Spark in the past and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was really really cool artwork. And, and like the mirror, the mirror image is is the art of another card. Like that that's actually like for me one of the the insane parts of it. It's it's the art of um, Price of Betrayal or something from mm-hmm. from from War of the Spark. Oh, so good. Really, really cool things. Nicole, what's your favorite artwork? Or what's the card that you think people are sleeping on? Because we were talking about art and that artist suite. <laughs> but I'm going to wake up from my sleepy drillers and ask you, Aww. what is the card that people are going to be sleeping on? See, I actually did not pick one because I I feel like this whole set is something that somebody people are sleeping on, it seems like. Were you I asleep, feel like Nicole. No, no, no. I really wasn't. I really, I, I actually put a lot of thought into this, and I was thinking, and I think confront the past. Now, I think that that's fair because I think that learn cards and lesson cards are going to be played a lot more than people think they're going to be played. But I feel like the set as a whole, as we had said, is extremely underpowered, and it's coming into a still, even after however many bannings and rotations and everything, it's still a pretty powerful standard format right now. So, I'm not expecting too many waves from Strixhaven like at all like I I don't I think people are properly sort of guessing the power levels of a lot of these cards before before they can't come into play I I I really am not expecting any surprises I guess you could say so So. I guess if someone's sleeping on Strixhaven (laughs) it's Nicole Callahan it is (laughs) I'm 100% sleeping sleeping on the entire set Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So because of that, Nicole, I need you to get like either like unpacked booster boxes or set boxes or anything, that kind of thing. And you literally need to be taking a nap on top of them. Okay. <laughs> like a whole crate of them. If not I, that, like at the very least, take a bunch of the wrappers and place them around on your couch and then sleep on top of Strixhaven. I can do that. Perfect. I can do that. Perfect. Because that way, when we find out that we had to ban nine cards out of standard of Strixhaven, <laughs> we will know how you felt about it at that time. But you know who's not going to be sleeping on Strixhaven? The person who identifies closely to a sloth, and that is Caroline Cavanaugh. Caroline, if people are sleeping on a specific card, what would it be? So I did a little scrolling, doom scrolling through the spoiler list. Um, And I don't know. I think Nicole's approach is actually an interesting concept, like the whole set we're kind of sleeping on. Uh, I picked up Retrieve retriever what is this even card retriever phoenix i don't know whatever it's a phoenix Phoenix, yeah yeah Yeah, i picked it out it's a phoenix so here's my deal phoenixes in general have always been good (laughs) there's been some duds but for the most part they all surprise us so i decided that four mana for a two two flying haste is a you know it's a little expensive but it does some kind of weird cool things like maybe you just never have to pay for them and we know how phoenixes go where you never have to pay for them 
so I decided to take a gamble and see if this card becomes a big standard card and I'll just be look like a super genius. So yeah. that's like a, that is a total hedge your bets card right there. That is a, you look at that card and you go, this thing's either not going to see any play or is going to be totally broken. So that's like, well, it's going to, I'm going to hedge my bets and put it on this one. There's got to be some dream scenario where there's like a learn card that's also an instant of sorcery. So you can discard all eight of your phoenixes and then bring back your phoenix, look all of that. your phoenixes. Like there's got to be something, right? If only there was such a card to do so. I don't know. I don't, I have no idea how many cards say learn on them. Also, I, I did learn today that learn also lets you discard a card to draw a card. I didn't know. <laughs> I never read past the, the keyword. I was like, yeah, whatever. Well, you're, yeah, you're you so get the feeling they have the mechanic. You're just never going to do it, right? You're always going to fetch something <laughs> from your sideboard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think that's one of those. It seems like they were like, yeah, we developed this new mechanic. Learn. Oh, really cool. What do they do? Oh, you pull from sideboards. Oh, it's like a wish mechanic, but you can do it more consistently. Awesome. Cool. Wait. What about Commander? Uh, You can rummage too. Okay, great. Yeah, we're just going to tack that onto it as well. It's Is like, there, okay, cool. Um, is are there instant sorceries that let you learn in blue and red? Just one. Um, I, I would think. Asking for a friend. I would think that there are. I went through the set like two times and I didn't see any, but I, I could very Wait, well let be you wrong. Learn besides oh, well, Phoenix. Well, there's pop quiz. <laughs> yes, there's several <laughs> academic dispute. Academic yeah, yeah. dispute. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch actually. I think. Oh, I think learn is actually most present in in like red and blue, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I'm just yeah. curious, like that. I don't know. Eight Phoenix is sounds fun. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll too take bad, it. Too bad Curate doesn't learn. Phoenix is going to be busted Phoenix in limited, is? I think. Like that Retriever Phoenix is going to be insane in draft. Sure, 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 sure. Because it just always comes back. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. That's why people might be sleeping on that card. It's because they didn't consider the limited the limited capacities of it as well. And if I was picking a card that I would say, oh, hey, this thing, people are people are sleeping on this card. Uh, there, there's a few things I was looking at for it, but really it, it just came down to, I was like, you know what? I'm going to say wandering archaic in everything but commander. This card got revealed and everyone said, everyone all they focused on was, oh, this is a broken commander card. Everyone's going to play this card because it's colorless. It goes in every single deck. And I'm looking at it going, yeah, it's also colorless in every other format. And I know it costs five. But a five mana four four that says whenever an opponent casts an insert or sorcery spell, they have to pay two. If they don't, you get to copy that spell and choose new targets for it. And it's a modal double face card. And it's kind of a group hug kind of thing. It's like each player looks for the top five cards in their library, reveals a land or an instant or sorcery. You get to put that, gain three life, like all that kind of stuff. No one's really playing that side of it. But a colorless five mana avatar that really throws a wrench into your opponent's instant and sorceries and all of that kind of stuff puts the tax on it maybe you get to do crazy stuff with it yes absolutely that's a great card in commander i think it's got some legs in a bunch of other formats and i think people are going to find a way to kind of do silly silly dumb things with it as well if only there was a card is there cards that like mess with folks that like that what's in your hand instead of discard it's like if i play this you have to cast an instant or sorcery out of your hand and then you can like copy it and throw it at somebody else like that would be a cool thing that i would want to see as well but obviously that's not going to happen now we're going to move on to the one that we want to talk the the last category and that last category is the most important category which is if i was a card in this set what card would it be this is obviously what we what we need to talk about in fact we might also have to like post on the the swigoy twitter of like, this is this is Brasky's card that that if Brasky was a strict saving card, it would be this. If Caroline was, it would be this, and so forth and so forth and so forth. That's what I want to know. So Nick, let's start with you. If you were a card in Strixhaven, what card would you be? It's pretty simple. I cycle day to day between a uh, star pupil and crushing disappointment. Not much more to say. <laughs> So what you're saying is we need to make you a modal double face card with art on each side. Yeah. Honestly, like the set is too real. <laughs> it it's it okay, a little too I, close I, to I, home. I don't I don't want to be attacked in my magic draft set, but there there you go. You you just every time you look at a sealed pool or a magic draft set, you just feel called out every time you play Strixhaven. Is that yeah, what's gonna I, happen to you? I I carefully like forgot the, the the parts of college that I like I didn't enjoy and I'm just being reminded of it like every time I look at the spoiler very sad. That's very. I, now that you mention it, also at the same time, I'm just like yeah, yeah, no, that's a true statement. Mm -hmm. That is an absolutely true statement. Caroline, if there was a specific card that you would be in Strixhaven, what would that be? Uh, Gigi's next. I'm the sloth. Okay. 
Oh, well, <laughs> yep, we've covered it. Yeah, no. I mean, that's true. Yeah, now that you've said it, we're all just, yeah, no, makes sense. On yeah. to the next one. Yeah, no, yeah. Carolina's a sloth. sloth. Look at me. Great. So every time you uh, play Relic Sloth in any format that yeah. you played, and just say it's like, okay, I'm going to tap five. Yeah, I'm going to tap five, and I'm going to play. I'm going to play a Caroline Cavanaugh. What is that? Oh, sorry, Relic Sloth. And then I'm going to punch you in the face with it because it's got menace and vigilance. Nice. Don't don't expect it to tap. Nicole, if you were a specific card, what would it be? See, I actually kind of went. What would I like to be? I kind of like Ooh, channeled my my school age self, and I said double major copying myself to make a less cool version of myself but that they they could go do all the you know the not fun stuff and go to school while i hung out and played magic all day or something genius move <laughs> genius move i would expect nothing from a simic player like that that's a good move <laughs> absolutely and of course if i would be a card what card would i be well that's obviously very simple i looked at the artwork i looked at the flavor text i looked at where i would fit on this whole thing i think if i was going to be a card in strixhaven i would be reject uh it just <laughs> makes sense that I would just see me like, I'm going to pick up my cards. I'm going to play with other people. I'm going to play some stuff. I lose immediately. And then I just get this big blue X on the top of my forehead. And I would also be that person that would just show up to any college. that I, If I wanted to get into like Magic the Gathering school, I literally would be that person that would just walk into someplace and just go, apply. <laughs> no one would respond. And I would slowly, did it, slowly did it work? walk away. <laughs> it did not. It did not. All it got me was on this awesome podcast, which, you know. I'll take. That's a great. That's a great thing that happened. I just started yelling a lot. People started showing up, and here you are, and here we are, and here we have finished the most important spoiler Strixhaven preview that you will ever listen to. Patent pending. There's that's still to be decided whether or not that's actual true statement or not. But we will find out if that is a true statement when we get to the end of Strixhaven, which is not going to be for quite some time. But we hope that you have enjoyed this, and we want to know. What are your favorite categories in each set? What are, what are the things that you think are going to break standard? Do you have something you think is the best flavor text that we missed out on? Is Relic Sloth the next Omnath? That is the question that people need to answer. Don't tell anyone. It's I'm sleeping on the card. Well, I know you're sleeping on a card, but that's the thing. People who listen to this podcast get the sleepy info. And when you sleep on it, that's why, that's why they can get the upper hand in any match that they're going to play. It's because of all the Relic Sloths that they're playing. In fact, I want to see someone who can do a limited draft or a sealed event or something like that and puts like six relic sloths into their deck. Because if you do, we'll retweet you. That's what we will do. If you can put more, if you put six or more relic sloths in your limited deck, that's what we will do. Of course, how can you tweet at us? You can do so by tweeting us at Swagoy Gaming, S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming. Of course, you can find out everything about the Magic team uh, for Team Swagoy, as well as the Hearthstone team, the Valorant team, and all the content creators by going to Swagoy.com, S-W-A-G-O-I.com. And before we head out of here, we need to know what everyone's going to do to get better at Magic this week and where people can find you doing it at. Caroline, let's start with you, my slothy, slothy friend. Uh, yeah, so you can, uh, this week, I guess I'm going to be really scrolling the Twitter for standard decks. I don't know. I really don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll just register adventures, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I'll be diving into standard a little, little bit. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash the mighty linguini i stream on wednesdays and saturdays we often have magic guests but we don't often play magic <laughs> awesome and nicole what are you doing to get better at magic this week and where can people find you doing it i well once thursday hits once strixhaven has released i gotta get on my standard thing but if you have any sweet decks you'd like to ship caroline and myself you can find me on twitter at lady of the crease but please send me your deck list please that's that's all okay that's that's what we need okay uh if if that's where we're at with deckless i will also similarly be at that way nick what are you doing to get better at magic this week and where can people find you asking for decklists uh i i'm i'm going to try and qualify for the for the strict havens uh set champs i don't i don't have that many opportunities in the next week or so to do so so I prob i'm probably going to play some legacy for the mana trader series try to qualify for that and in the meantime i will be playing uh I will be drafting a ton of Strixhaven on Magic Online. You can find me and my uh, deck picks on uh, on Twitter at inextradmtg. Love it. And of course, sorry, I'm going. Your what? What picks? Um, my photographs or screenshots of um, builded built decks on Modo. Omnath yes. cube decks. Yes. Okay. Well, 
<laughs> no more mango cube, sadly. I I just just check. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, you're, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're totally fine with that one. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's great. Of course, if I'm going to be looking at anything, whether it be uh, uh, cute slots on magic cards, whether it's going to be Enixrod's deck picks, whether it's going to be anything else that I want to do in the world of Magic the Gathering, you can find me doing it on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. Of course, we appreciate you listening to this awesome podcast and if you enjoyed it make sure to leave us a review on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to us on and of course if you want to write us a review as well we would certainly thank you maybe even read it on the air as well if you want to find out anything else about us remember to check out sogoi.com s-w-a-g-o-i.com check us all out on our different twitters make sure to jump in and learn some lessons and do some crazy things in the world of Strixhaven. and when you do you can tell us all about it when we join you next week see you then Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Great. Now we just got copyright struck. <laughs>